What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're rocking with Lyles Movie Files. I've got the entire crew with me. Fellas, it's great to be on the line with y'all again. Let's do this bad boy up. Gunner, how you doing, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Everything's great. I'm, I'm good, man. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today, so I'm looking forward to this show. Chase, how are you, little brother? I'm good. Ready to get a gun? I mean, uh... Let's get the show started. Chief, what's up with you? Everything's cool. Everything is cool. Uh, shout out to the rest of the fellas and the fans. And Jay King, what's up with you? Hey man, I'm doing well, man. How's everybody? I hope everybody's enjoying this week so far. Got a lot to talk about, so let's get it. Let's get it. And we've got a really strong challenger for the champion. Let's see if he'll get dethroned this week when it comes down to time to deciding the new dummy of the week. But anyway, before we get there, let's start off with some of the big news. I guess for me, it was a very busy, active weekend with Netflix. Last week, they canceled Iron Fist. And then midway, while I'm binging through Daredevil's third season, we get the news that they canceled Luke Cage. So no season three for Luke Cage or Iron Fist. The lot, there's a lot of talk, speculation, rumors in any window that maybe these two shows are going to move over to the Disney streaming service. Disney is putting a lot of effort into it. There's rumors now that there's going to be a Nick Fury show. I don't really know how that's going to be a lot different than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Maybe they'll do something with Samuel Jackson and a serial. So that could work. But switching Luke Cage and Iron Fist, maybe possibly making it a Heroes for Hire. Also doing a Daughter of the Dragon. Maybe that's like that next incentive for people who are thinking, ah, oh, they've got a Star Wars show. But what else do I really care about? Before we get into Daredevil, fellas, what do you guys think about these cancellations and what it means to Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, Chief, let's start with you. Um, yeah. it, I think I think the we as as the people who watch them are the are the losers. You know what I mean? Um, Iron Fist came out. It was uh, every you know as far as everybody I talked to, they liked the second season. They said, "Man, the second season was a turnaround." Luke Cage. I mean, who didn't like Luke Cage? Um. And for him to cancel them, um, you know, I, I just I was disappointed to to, to hear them both, you know, because you look forward to, you know, I mean, you know, you look forward to those those uh, those series there. It's almost like you know they're talking about you know maybe a Heroes for Hire, but all in all, that's all a maybe. You know, you're not sure if they're gonna do it or not. It's it's a, it's a maybe. Um, Heck, they might come in and you know cancel uh, Daredevil next. You never just you just you know. I'm not even sure why they did it. It just didn't make any sense to me. I'm kind of disappointed in Netflix uh, behind that move, um, and really no great explanation as to why they did it other than eh, we felt it was time to move on, you know. So uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 definitely disappointed. I wanted to see. What else? Uh, especially Iron Fist. Uh, the the ending of Iron Fist when he had uh, both hands were lit. I wanted to see where that was going. Um, 
Typhoon Mary. You know, it was the Typhoon Mary. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was some, uh, it was some storylines that definitely needed to be explored further on, on both sets, Luke Cage and 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 uh, Iron Fist. And uh, it was a great, it was a great disappointment. So that's why I stand with those cancellations. I, I, you know, um, I wish they would tell you, well, we canceled them because we've gone off in this direction. Something that you know they just don't leave you the consumer hanging. You know what I mean? We are without the people who watch these shows, pay for these subscriptions, you know, they, you you guys are nothing. You you need us in order to do what you do. Um, so, you know, a little more info on why the things, some of the things you do would, would be great. Like, you know, you cancel something somebody does, give us to us straight. You know, we did it because of this, or this is what happened, or, you know. So not knowing why a show like that was canceled, yeah, like I said, it's frustrating. Gunner, what do you think? Uh, Iron Fist, I was kind of like, well, they really did a good job in season two. I wonder why they did that. Then with the Luke Cage, it was like a devastation. Like, you know how rare a black superhero is on the TV, despite, you know, the pop, and then with the, despite the popularity, how much money they make in the theater and on TV and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's like, it's rare. There goes another one, right? So that's one take on it. Then, you know, you, I'm, I'm like on season six, or excuse me, episode six of Daredevil, and here's this news popping up on my news feed at the same time, like on every outlet. I'm like, yo, that just kind of took away from my Daredevil. They're going to take away Daredevil too? Like, you know, right. it just took away from, liter- I mean, they literally did it as on the Friday night, Saturday morning, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, when people are watching it, I mean, yeah. the timing was dumb they could have at least waited a week because they knew a lot of us binge i mean i mean i went 13 14 15 hours that's only the two hours in between is only because i gotta change my boy six months (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like i'm like come on like yeah they feed him like (laughs) that's it they feed myself and then i just kept watching (laughs) but i mean so you know i got uh, two less shows to do that with right so i'm kind of like i'm I'm with chief i'm like yo give me a real explanation so i'm not speculating I want to believe that, you know, the Daughters daughters of Dragon and Heroes for Hire are happening because they really did foreshadow the hell out of it in certain, and, and, and like, each, each, each show had one episode where it's like, oh, cool. Oh, look at, look at, look at Colleen and Misty fighting. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like, together. Oh, look at Luke and, and, and Iron Fist. Like, look at Luke and, 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 and Rand do, do, do their thing. This is great. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I wonder Dude. if they're going to do it. So the fact that they did that on both shows is like, yeah, that's good writing. It's great for the you know, great shout out for the fans. But was that a real foreshadow, right? So hopefully it is. But you know, again, like like what you said, like I would love to know the actual answer, and not just be like, oh, all I know is for sure they've. And I don't know if this was part of the ploy too, but now I'm scared, and I'm going back to what you know, Jace always says about streaming. Even when streaming first started, like, yo, I'm gonna buy the album keep it on my shelf i'm gonna buy the movie and keep it on my shelf i'm gonna buy those tv shows now <laughs> you know what i mean because mm-hmm. they, they might just take them off netflix and i can't just rewatch right. them when i want to watch them right, right, i don't right. like that man we're collectors you know what i mean so yeah. we're gonna keep watching them and That's i'm like point. i'm like yo i'm about to buy them jones um because yeah <laughs> like i'm just scared they're gonna take them all away and luke cage of all things i need my son to see i need my black boy to see a black superhero, we didn't see as much going up, growing up, right? You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. the first one we really saw on the screen, if I can really think about it, was Mantis. 
and I don't remember no comic book called Mantis, so you know, well, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this was a this was a good look, but then they took it off, so I'm kind of a little sad. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you had a lot of good points about getting those before they uh, go off the shelves. So I came across this article, um, and it said uh, Crimson Hexagon came up with some numbers for Twitter and Instagram, which may have played a role in Netflix's decision to drop these shows. Uh, in its first season, Luke Cage had 300,000 social media impressions going into its premiere. So that was all the people hyped up and excited, saying, hey, I can't wait for Luke Cage. Oh, shoot, Mike Coulter's doing his thing. He's rocking a hoodie. It's going to be hype. And then by season two, it was only at 50,000. So that's a huge drop for whatever measure Netflix is paying attention to the social media impressions. Then Iron Fist had 120. So it was already much lower than Luke Cage. And then by season two, it had literally dropped 100,000 social media impressions. So for all of us going, Iron Fist is so much better, it was not a lot of us. And so many people checked out from season one to season two. It was crazy. Jessica Jones. I'll go for it. Yeah. The social media impressions, man. Come on. As someone who understands these algorithms and literally study these things, like literally study the data points, right? I don't mm-hmm. understand. You can't measure a show's ratings with social media impressions because I'm literally looking at the show. I'm right. not tweeting. And season a season one drop to a season two drop is going to happen anyway. Gunner, I was... If I'm, you, you, you see where I'm at? Yeah, Javon, go dude, ahead. I, yeah, I think no, no, I'm, dude, that, that you called it. It's like... Are we judging ratings? Are they basing their ratings for shows? And I get it. With with Netflix, there's no Nielsen measure, right? Mm -hmm. But they have to be able to measure who's watching their content based on something, right? And it can't just be social media algorithms. Dude, a drop from 300,000 means, or from first season before the first season premiere, means you had 300,000 people who were amped up about it because they hadn't seen it before. 50,000 means, okay, yeah, we've seen it, but there's, okay, that that drop-off from the social media presence or what have you, doesn't. it's not an indicative uh, uh, measure of who's watching your show. So mm-hmm. how can you base it on that? I don't know how many people that I've run into or ran into during the, the premiere week of, of Luke Cage that were like, dude, I'm going home, I'm, I'm watching Luke Cage all weekend. And this was the summer. Right. This was the summer. People go out during the summer. I have people who were telling me they spending their whole Saturday trying to watch the entire Luke Cage season two. So that, that has to help us much That Netflix does really pay attention to that because some of these teen romance, romantic comedies mm-hmm. did really well with the generation that, that the demographic that Netflix is like all advertisers are heavily courting that 18 to 35 area we're out of it now so we don't matter as much but those are the kids going on snapchat instagram and twitter talking about how great the show is and oh my gosh making gifts you need to watch the show those that's that's who they're reaching out that's who they want talking and getting generating that buzz doing that free advertising for their shows daredevil season one had 275 season two was the only one that didn't really see a major drop it had 200 
maybe this is why I got a third season. But going into season three, it was down to 75000 So maybe there's something to that. I no, still think it's more a deal of Marvel going, yeah, we're going to do our own thing and we're kind of going to need our shows. Because I think Luke Cage yeah. and Iron Fist can easily, very easily be retrofitted to be in a PG-13 show. Well, let me, let me ask you this. What does that mean for The Punisher? What does that mean I, for Jessica Jones? I think, I don't see, I, this is me being a hater on Jessica Jones. I don't know how many more seasons we need of her. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that, that second think, season was terrible. I think and people it. talk about how bad uh, Defenders and Iron Fist first season was. But to me, Jessica Jones was right in that mix because it was boring and nothing of consequence happened. Like, I literally could have watched it and gone on with my life and never think about it again outside of when I need to trash it. So, yeah. But Punisher, I mean, they've made PG-13 Punisher films. And... Maybe this is, uh, yeah, they weren't great. They didn't do, I mean, but those came out largely before the big Marvel Studios explosion on the box office. I think there was one war zone that came out. It was incredible and very underrated Punisher film. But I don't think that they have to limit Punisher to a TV show. I think he's one that they can go, you know what? I think we can try this one more time. We've got a guy who fits the role of Punisher perfectly. Let's let's try it on the big screen. Or they keep that on Netflix and take everything over else over to Marvel streaming service. Daredevil doesn't need to be an R-rated, you know, show either. And honestly, outside of blood and language, it's a pretty easy transition into PG-13 territory too. Oh, All right, so that that's I got that. more on that Twitter thing though, man. I mean, oh, what you got? What you got, man? Let's hear it real fast. Let's be clear, people. As I watch CNBC every freaking morning, and Bloomberg almost on weekends, and CNBC every morning on weekdays, Twitter users go down every month. Mm-hmm. And how Netflix doesn't see that? I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. If you if you are an avid watcher of CNBC, you understand what saying is Facebook, Amazon. Um, Netflix and, and Google. So the fact that Twitter isn't even up in Fang, it's not Fang to or to Fang, it's Fang. And Netflix is part of that. Netflix should be their own algorithm. They should have their own algorithm to see who watches the show. And I guarantee it'll be totally different than tweets. And again, Twitter um, <laughs> and, and whatnot. Like, people aren't using it as much. And it's not just our age demographic. It's definitely that generation that they're trying to reach, they say. So I think it's just the wrong thing, and I want that to be on air in case they actually have this thing. I think that's the wrong thing to measure from somebody who actually studies this stuff. Yeah, Ian, sorry. That's it. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a quick detour. I do want to get on the Daredevil Season 3, but while we're talking about ratings, The Walking Dead continues to bleed. Last Monday's episode was the lowest rated in the history of this series. And... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I'm really starting to wonder if the whole Rick Grimes is leaving caused a major backlash and a lot of audience members to go, oh, word, Rick's gone, then I'm gone too. Yeah. And I'm really thinking that may be the case now because the show has gotten a lot better, but people are checking out at record 
<laughs> at a record pace now for it. Um, and now we got more news on Monday. Legends of Tomorrow, which Gunner, I'm sure this will make you ecstatic, was Monday's least watched and least rated show. And that even includes Spanish networks. What's going on with these shows and why are they dropping? Jace, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, Netflix, um, okay. Let me the Legends of Tomorrow has not been a good show since season one. Like season one had the potential to be really good, but they made it ridiculously goofy and nonsensical. And season two was fine. They had the Legion of Doom there. Okay. But they, there was a, there was a lot of episodes. You're just like, come on, man. Like make the make the Legion of Doom should be a little stronger. I mean, like. The fight at the end of the season, you're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, they would have killed him. Like, I mean, and, and and then that was the their easy way. They could have had, like, you know, Laurel use the, whatever the cube was, you know, the cosmic cube. It made Laurel come back on some fluke stuff. Like, nobody would have nobody would have been mad on that. Then the third season was so goofy, just like, I can't do it. And I, I was, like, I think I was on the phone whilst the, the premiere was on. I was just like, Constantine can't save this thing. There, I mean, even with the, I mean, like when they teased him last year, it was like, oh, John Constantine, who's really somebody we like from NBC and we really just can't find a show to put him on CW, isn't enough to save that show. It's just, it's the tone is not right for for any kind of seriousness. It's just like no. So, I think everybody checked out on that show last season, and after was last season the one when they had the Care Bear. Yes, it was. Yeah, like <laughs> that's just no. I mean, like, sure you're right. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you had Ray Palmer, who could, could have been a good character. You screwed him right. up. Constantine. Right on, right on. Um, Rip Hunter was written off after the first season for what reason? Captain Cold was whatever. He was his his whole uh, DC. This whole uh, Arrowverse. Captain Cold hasn't worked out. Uh, heat wave, same deal. I'm sure they're going to enjoy going back to prison break when that actually comes on. But yeah, there's those. That's that show is just dead. There's I don't think there's any resuscitating it. They took. I mean, they took it out of the reason, out of the crossover for a reason. They're just like, yeah, we know we probably are going to move all this stuff over, all these writers and all the production over to Batwoman, and we're just really writing. We're just preparing everybody. Like, you don't have to worry about the show anymore. Walking Dead. <laughs> I think the damage has been done. I mean, uh, sadly, I, I did. I like. I, I was listening to the last show, and when you were you were commenting a lot that I really should have watched the last ep- episode too. I did. I thought that was a much more improvement, and I thought this next one was like, oh, okay, this is really going in a good place. But then, the sad thing is, like I said, we. This the bad thing is they telegraph uh, Andrew Lincoln's last season. It was just like there's been only a couple shows that have ever survived having their lead character leave, and that's like news radio and maybe Beverly, the original Beverly Hills 90210 when they started shuffling Shannon Doherty off. Like most other shows, once their main character is done, they're out. And for them to telegraph, hey, we're gonna lose our day one. Our, our, the guy you actually started this show and then somebody you actually care about and Lori Cohen, it's like, I'm good. There's just, just not going to be enough or enough of this show left for me to continue on with it. So I think 
I, I think they need to actually really start considering this Walking Dead's last season. And I know they've already kind of put the led the breadcrumbs that this is probably going to be Legends of Tomorrow's last season too. Gunner, what do you think? Why wasn't last season? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was about to jump in anyway. <laughs> Why wasn't last season? I mean, when you just throw everything out there and say, forget it, we're just going to throw this damn Care Bear out here, call it a day, and just mimic the whole Ghostbusters thing. I mean, that's what they were trying to do, only which further makes me think they have no clue what the hell they're doing. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like they threw a bunch of writers in the room and like, make it happen. And they were like, cool. And then they got yelled at for not making it happen right. So they said, forget it. We're going to do whatever we wanted so that this thing could be canceled and we could be let go from this crap. <laughs> like, I mean, like for some reason, they're contractually involved. They're contractually, like, have to do this for some reason, so they make it crap. <laughs> so, I mean, like, Legends of Tomorrow could have been a really good show. I mean, yeah. it had the right kind of character. I mean, it had characters who were underutilized or they were part of the Arrowverse before. They could have had them basically doing all the stuff they do, just not being complete idiots. It was yeah. just like Rip Hunter, like, hey, you come up with some bad guy who's trying to change time all the time. Like, how do you not? I mean, that really can work. <laughs> but they decided I mean, to just really, make it stupid. They, and, you know, they lost me in like episode five, season one. And I'm like, all right, let me see if they redeem themselves. Nope. Okay. I check yeah. back in every now and then. Nope. Okay. And then y'all, I was compelled by Jeff to watch the last episode, which is like <laughs> a whole hour. I can never get back in my lifetime. It's like that hour like watching a movie called Strangers with Candy, there's like three hours of my lifetime of like, I wish I could get back from the void of just like obscure crap. Um, anyways, now I'm happy to show finally everybody else is realizing this crap. It's like finding out like everybody else when they found out that uh, that Tyler Perry's was crap. I'm like, thank you. I feel redeemed. It wasn't just me. Like finally <laughs> people are like, this show is so stupid. Why am I watching but yeah, I agree with you, Jason, actually. Yeah, and I mean, this has such good potential, like, to the point where it's like, I mean, we've seen TV land in comic books before. I'm, I'm re-watching um, The Avengers of Superboy, and they used a lot of those those kind of, like, characters that they kind of made up for that show, into the, and they created a comic book called Avengers of Superboy at one point, right? Like, it was, it was kind of cool. And then, I'm just going way back, and then, you know, Harley Quinn. I mean, think about that. What happened there? She was just a random character in a cartoon, cartoon. in the cartoon version, and now she's like this huge. You know, they threw in a comic, and she's this huge thing. Batman Beyond. I mean, that was just a random concept. Comic book, boom. You know what I mean? Like Justice League. You know what I mean? Done. I mean, they really could have done that. Think about how much better this show could have been with Booster Gold and. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. I mean, it's just like yep. you could have them. They could have been actually comedy. You don't need Heat Wave and Captain Cold. So they could have been comedy. Really dumb. Yeah. And then they could have just done. I mean, a would give Flash some rogues to actually fight that are competent versus having them all basically one-off villains in the show. But actually having right. four or five episodes in Flash where Flash has to deal with the rogues being competent. But. They just said, hey, let's, we, we like him so much, we're going to overutilize him, and then, oh, we're going to lose one of them at the end of the season. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I, mean I, I, I think all of the guys and girls and legends got a bad deal. They thought this was a great idea. It's like, hey, this is really silly. This doesn't fit in anything else, and you guys don't really do comedy well. And we've seen no, that through every, every one of the Arrowverse shows. 
once they get that comedy bend, it none of those episodes are ever funny. And you're always just like, why did y'all try this? I mean, it's right. almost as bad as every time they try and do a musical. It's like, stop this now. Uh, like, you guys aren't good yeah. at it. Don't do it. So, but hopefully, hopefully they, they get put out to pasture and maybe can reintegrate with the rest of the Arrowverse universe and have some use. All right. Good deal. All right, let's move on because uh, I want to talk about some of these other shows. Supergirl aired on Monday, and I haven't seen it, but Chief and Jace, you guys did. Chief, what's your thoughts on it? Well, it wasn't it wasn't a bad episode. I mean, uh, the first half. I guess this is a trend with maybe this maybe this is going to be a trend with Supergirl where the first half of the season isn't bad, and then the second half is gonna is gonna just go to crap. Um, you know, uh, they threw in the, 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 uh, they threw in the transgendered woman thing. Um, they had their moment with that. Uh, what else happened? Uh, hold on real fast. Now, how did they handle that? Was it the, everyone's perfectly fine because in Supergirl's world, there's no problem with that kind of thing. Well, the, the, uh, the, 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 the villains this, this, this week, they released this, this thing that basically if you're trying to mask yourself from your true identity, yeah. it would take that mask off. So Brainiac was ordering some pizzas, uh, and, he had like a little repertoire with the guy who, you know, was owner of the pizza store. So they, you know, hey, what's going on? All right, yada yada. Then of course he turned blue. So they were like, man, we gonna bust you up. And she was like, no, um, you must respect everybody. I'm, you know, I'm transgendered and, uh, you know, and you know, you. you she you know, didn't let, she, didn't lead off. she she just said her her thing, and then you know she said she told James that she was transgendered. But uh, I, I I have to say they were they they did the one thing that was like one thing that was annoying. It's like thank you when James after she told her little things. Like James said thank you for speaking your truth. It was like <laughs> who the freak talks? I mean like yo, the only time I know people that talk like that. TV shows where where I've watched and I make fun of this with Monica and they're saying I just need to tell my truth. And it sounds so bad on TV. I know people are saying this, but it's something that's like a trend to have people yeah. in on TV shows. So it it's all condescending. If I say it, it's, it's never so condescending. It never it's sounds like, oh no. So well, sometimes they'll so, go, "This is my truth." Yeah. Listen, it don't sound right in real life either. That's what I was trying to get at. Like, I don't, this is this is uh, it's just so corny. It's like saying, "Hell, come by." Like walking around saying kumbaya all the time. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure it's, at some point somebody did it and it was still whack and corny then. It's like when people say living your best life. It's yeah. nothing you, you don't want to hear that in person and you definitely don't want to hear it in your, in, in your media, your shows you watch. You don't need it in your I do like that song. Anyway. I do too. I do too, Gunner. Don't feel that. I'm with you, man. And you definitely don't want to talk to uh, that Facebook girl who has that, has her name in her profile. Shonda is her best life person. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you got it. You know, hey, where's that thing that takes the mask off? Because <laughs> I'm struggling to pay for social media for I real. got one vacation this year. Right. This is my best life. Oh, man. 
Okay, good deal. So I've missed a lot on Supergirl. Uh, uh, well, let's, let's zoom on over. Oh, do you have anything, Jace? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're setting up the bad guy good. He, he's he's starting a little his little hate riot. I mean, little hate revolution. I mean, he's he's doing he's, now, he's saying, I have a question for you about the hate revolution. Now, the president of the United States just got outed as an alien. Now, is this guy? the bad guy because he's like hey vicious aliens could have taken over and infiltrated every level of government including the presidency this yeah. is why we need to get rid of them again i kind of feel like i would be on his side at that point he, he made the good point that is that is right it's like hey as, as much as you want to go say how bertha was wrong hey that actually is a thing like i mean especially that it's like wait a minute if we don't want superman in there who looks like everybody we got this person who we, you know, you weren't born in this country. Like, how are we? Like, they, the whole government could be an alien. Like, they, they got, they have a legitimate point on that. And, <laughs> and there's really, I mean, the sad thing is, there isn't a way to come out of that. Like, I remember when they were talking about in uh, Justice League Unlimited, when they they came to a point where they were going to put Batman as part of Cadmus. But they couldn't figure out a way out of it. And this is almost like, and that right there is like, how are you really going to come up out of a way that these guys are wrong? Because it's like, hey, your country has gotten invaded by people you don't know. And these people aren't, are different. Like It's you, not you, just that they don't know. It's the fact that they're aliens. So they shouldn't be in the president. <laughs> lot in the first place i mean no. it's like totally invading this uh supergirl's world universe so it's like um wait how are you doing that and it's one of those deals where it's like you can't it's 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 a problem where the villain makes too much sense the villain has a great point and it's not just that diluted warp perspective that the bad guy has it's the mm -hmm. villain's point is very clear and apparent and supergirl's wholesomeness and wanting the best for everybody doesn't balance that out well i mean i guess that that's that is like i said that's the that's the problem is like is you're like wait a minute if i'm if i'm somebody in that world it's like wait a minute how did you somebody did a check on you all this stuff did you kill the person who you look like did you take the social security number like there would be i mean it's like they, if you want to do that, you got to go real deep and say why this is wrong. I don't think that these writers are capable of doing it. They it's won't. like you guys yeah, are trying to mimic, right. Yeah, they're trying to mimic the whole X Men universe situation. I'm like, mm, totally different. Uh, these cats actually literally came from outer space and right. said, going to settle here and take over and take over, kind of like what, you know, and, you know, white people really don't like that when they put a mirror up to them and say, you, we're doing the same thing you did. So they really pissed off because, you know, all the black characters don't really have, you know, real political power up there. Anyway, um, so I was like, okay, this is a great enemy. But I love the, the concept of, okay, the enemy is actually everyone that she's fighting. I didn't see episode two. I saw episode one. Um, everybody that she's fighting, you know, everybody that she's trying to quote unquote fight isn't a real enemy that you can punch in the face or heat vision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Heat vision fight with. It's an actual, you know, like hate group. I love the concept, but you out the, you know, you out her as an alien at the end. It was like, wait a minute. Ooh, well, he was right. This isn't right. like the, uh, this isn't like in real life where you have like, you know, those 
crazy politician saying the Muslims are taking over, you know, Alan Keyes and all the, you know, whoever that get was. Alan Keyes wannabe, what's his name? I can't remember. Anyway, I know he, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the dude with bad haircuts. Um, <laughs> you, I was just like, this isn't the same. No, that wasn't true. This is actually true. I see what you're trying to do, writers, but you're screwing it up. Because <laughs> now I'm kind of like, well, you got to tell me why this guy is wrong. I, his methods are definitely wrong. He's definitely using the Southern strategy <laughs> that Trump used for, you know, Trump administration used. But come on, man. Like, other than that, he's actually, his, his motives are not wrong, but his methods are definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to The Flash. I did watch this, and this is one of the first reviews for Flash that I gave a five out of my normal 10 scale. Uh, I just, I'm having Flash burnout, and it's happening way sooner in this season than I expected. Um, This is just the third episode, but so far, it's just a wash, rinse, repeat from everything they've done since they started introducing sidekicks. Uh, Sidekick decides they've got a great plan sidekick screws up sidekick looks for Barry to for approval sidekick realizes what they can do to fix the problem Barry pats him on the head good job until the next episode and they all of a sudden lose their competency um we've got this subplot going with Ralph and Caitlin that's getting them away from team flash and giving them something else to do but I don't care and I still don't see the purpose for Ralph. And this episode, they got Cisco off the board in terms of being a superhero. But honestly, all he did was teleport people. So he wasn't really doing anything of use anyway. It was always the newer sidekick that was getting his thunder in the first place. So him being there, or him crying at Star Labs about Gypsy, it doesn't matter. And I don't care. And Cicada... It's just like every other mass villain that we've seen. Uh, at least they've shown his face, so we know who he is. But he talks with an ominous, dark voice like this. And nobody can stop him for 22 episodes. And then all of a sudden, oh, all we had to do was throw water on his mask, and that stops him. Yay! Or unplug his chair. So... I'm I'm already worried about where this season's going, and I'm tired of Barry not checking Nora for being a funny acting around Iris. And we know there's a big secret, but no one wants to reveal this secret. And for some reason, they thought, "Hey, this season needs another Wells, and let's make him French and a pompous uh, investigator." So I had lots of problems with it, and I am not optimistic that they are going to fix things. Uh, what you guys think about it? Okay, I, I'm, I'm actually, I, 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 I as, you, as you said to Javon last week, kind of needs to take a couple weeks off from Walking Dead. I think you need to get off Flash for a little bit because <laughs> it, it, it was everything you say is right. I, I mean, like, but I, I think like Ralph. And Caitlin, that makes sense for them to be off because Ralph is supposed to be a detective. It doesn't need to be part of the bigger storyline because the bigger storyline is she's always been Killer Cross. So what the heck is that about? So that was hey, that's working on eggplant. What eggplant, Ralph? How is yeah. that necessary? <laughs> it was during two seconds. I mean, like it's a joke. I mean, that's a meme you're making. That's that's you know, they didn't focus on that for more than like. A minute 
So that that okay. was that was a waste. Okay. So I don't mind wasting a minute on sentence, but they think it's funny. Doesn't really work out. Did you laugh? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, like there are very few times in these shows I actually laugh. I mean, like they, as I say, they don't do humor well. It's like, it's like so they 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 got to kind of figure out like actually find a comic or somebody who's actually funny and put them in the writing room. Um, the you know why I think the human the humor is there. It's not for us. I'm watching a kid just laugh their ass off at that that silly stuff because they know kids are watching it, right? So okay. I guess I'll, I'll, that's why I give them their crap. But yeah, there were some episodes the previous season that definitely was just like, okay, guys, stop. Dude, but, I know the kids must have loved Bebo. Uh, Jeff, nobody watches Legends, so no, they didn't love Bebo. But okay, so like. The other thing, like the mystery with the psychic, yeah, that has been rinse repeat. It's like every every new person always has a secret. It comes around and blah blah blah, rinse and repeat. That's that is getting tired. The line where she says, like, or I'm excess says, like, oh, we had the legion. Like you, you, you harped on this like, on on your review. You were like, kind of, did she I say? Did mean to say you? Did she mean to say legion or league? I'm like, no, she, no, I didn't say that. I said that she mentioned specifically League and not Legion. So I thought they're teasing, hinting that eventually there's a Justice League forming. Okay. I took that, took that the wrong way. Okay. You did. If you're going to read an article on Lyle's movie files, you got to get it right. And and you did say, you said, if this is, if this is a prelude to the uh, League, yes, yes, please. It's like, but, but what does that whole, mean? Does that mean the universes are finally going to merge? Like, what's happening? Tired of well, separate man, universe crap. Yeah, but I guess I guess my my biggest concern. I mean, like, my biggest issue with this is like, all right, this guy takes away all the metahumans' powers. Okay, who's somebody we know who's not a metahuman? Can you deal with this for us? We'll deal. We'll go to your world and deal with finding out who your villain is. Can you deal with you know finding somebody who can take away everybody's metahuman powers and just how about wrap them up? Hmm? How about just asking Oliver to why don't they just drag Oliver like they always drag Diggle and uh have him go figure out who he is and stop him? I mean we I mean last season they had the Council of Wells figure out who this guy is. So why can't we get the Council of Wells together for uh, a waste of time to figure out who this guy is? DJ's, you're asking, you're saying that I'm kind of really well, bad on it. The Wells character, you're bringing up all these, these issues with it as well. Let's say should have ended the third season. Like, just just go with the original uh, Harry and that's it. If he's not useful, no more Wells. Like, hey, I thought his season one was really good. I thought season two was, okay, that was plausible. Third was, really? We're stretching it. And now it's just like, I understand he's a series regular and you really want to find a reason to keep him around, but you got to do better. That's <laughs> just, it's not funny. So just like, just have him on a whole lot less episodes and maybe, maybe see if that works. But, you know, Jace, I, you know, you've made me think it over and you really poked a lot of holes in my argument there. Thank you for no, letting me see a different again, side. Again, I'm saying I didn't think it was that bad, but you came over like the five out of 10. Like I can, I was like, okay, this wasn't a great episode, but was it like, did Cicada look like, oh, wow, he actually can beat these guys. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, 
they can't just use the same usual tricks to beat him. Okay, that's good. Like, it, there, I mean, it, like, hasn't been able to stop anybody using the same tricks since season one. Well, that was because they, in that time, is the old wrestling adage. They didn't let them touch until it was actually important. Well, now, that's the problem. they're introducing these guys too early, like Thinker, who meets Barry right away, and then Barry's like, hey, you have a plug, but I shouldn't mess around with that. Uh, I, mean, I still defend the Thinker in the first 10 episodes, man, because I was like, yeah, he was awesome. that's going to be off the hook. And then yeah. they totally dumbed this guy down. Yeah. And I was like, well, like now he's a cap on his plug. Yeah, after the break, right. it was it wasn't as good. I mean, that's that they lost uh, yeah. again. I think most we can say all of the show, the CW series shows, lost a lot of steam after the break. All right, we need so, thirteen episodes. The end. The end. All right, that's let's, it. Let's move in here. Now, I think we talked about The Walking Dead, but I just want to break down this last episode, which was another one I really enjoyed. We finally saw who was taking out the, the uh, saviors, and this was a mystery that was going on, and they didn't let it linger for weeks and weeks. They resolved it really quickly, um, and it made sense, and the resolution was actually surprising. Um, Maggie and Daryl are like, yeah, that's cool, because we're not down with this either, and they're on their way to go see Negan. We don't know how that's going to match up with what Rick wants. And they don't care, which I think is totally in keeping with those characters and believable. No, not everybody should be on board with Rick's plan of keeping Negan alive and keeping the saviors as part of the their community. So I think that's been a really cool dynamic that we've seen at play. And as we saw at the end of last week's episode, Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln only has two more episodes this season coming up in two consecutive weeks, not the season finale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Jace, uh, you saw it? You I caught did. up now? All right, what's your take? Okay. I like the episode. I think I think they're going in a good direction. I I almost said they could have kept that mystery going for a little while longer, but if you want to have a condensed Rick season, I think that was a good move. Uh, I am intrigued to see that, I mean, they, they very well said it uh, at the end of the episode. The next two are Andrew Lincoln's final two episodes on the show. I don't know how that's going to play out. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I just... <laughs> I, I just don't know. I really, like I said, I don't know how you can do a show when your day one is about to leave in the middle and of the I think season. he's going to get washed out by the bridge. That's my thought. He's going to he's gonna be on the bridge, and he's going to try to, you know, it's almost near completion, and he's going to get washed away. We're gonna that might be the best way to go. That and might be way a we good way to go. I don't know that he's gone, but we just assume he's dead. Yeah. It's like So in case things get desperate... You can bring him back, or if he chooses to do come back, yeah, that that probably wouldn't be a bad way to go. I mean, we still don't know what happened to, gosh, uh, what's my name, uh, Dre from uh, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, it's like we still haven't seen if he made it off his bridge, so maybe he maybe he meets up with him. That'll work. Okay, did anybody else see Walking Dead, or is it just me and Jace? 
All right, just me and Jace. Okay, uh, Gunner, let me get your quick thoughts on Daredevil season three. That show was like that. I didn't think they can do as well with the Punisher. Hello. Yeah, you did. I didn't think they could do as well without the Punisher season with the whole Electra thing and then after the Defenders and all that. But good grief. I mean, yeah, there was a great action scene as usual, right? But to see this man come back, you know what I mean? It was like a lot of like, you know, I, I remember dumping on season one, maybe some of season two where there was like, I'm always loved the dialogue, don't get me wrong, but there was like too much Matt soul searching, right? Like all this stuff. I think it worked. They found the perfect formula this time. And then of course, going back to Kingpin, where he's not like the side villain right now. You know what I mean? He was the main guy. He was trying to get his stuff back. Again, great character development with Bullseye. I mean, I love how they just sneak in people. You know what I mean? They've always been doing that well. Despite what everybody says, they did that well with Jessica Jones with Nuke. And you know what I mean? I just love how Marvel does that. But they finally put that formula into, or put, continue to put that formula into Daredevil. I know you wanted a quick synopsis. This isn't quick. That show was like that. And, I mean, I've watched that last episode. And you know what scene, of course, I've watched um, probably about 10 more times after I watched. I mean, this is including yesterday. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm going to rewind this. And maybe just, let me just scroll back and, yeah, I'm watch this again. It's incredibly well done. I really like the character development, especially for those side characters. Like, uh, they built Dex up really well. So everything that happened with him made so much sense. And you bought into it. And Ray Nadim, I thought he was, I think he's one of my favorite, you know, supporting characters that's there for a season. I just really liked his whole arc where Ashley was invested in him. I haven't been that invested in a supporting character since Micro and the Punisher, where I was like, please don't kill Micro. Please, please don't kill Micro. And I was the same way with Ray. And that storyline, just, just, I really love that. And the fight scenes were incredible. I mean, there were so many before that final episode, but that final episode was crazy. I mean, it it was Marvel's cinematic universe or Marvel Studios worthy. It was great. Okay, so next up, we've got something I want to talk to you guys about big time because I am seeing reports from Warner Brothers that Wonder Woman is going to be delayed for seven months. Wonder Woman 1984 was one of those movies that I was most looking forward to seeing next year. And now it's going to get pushed back to 2020. And that, if, if everything holds true to how it's been, then... Shazam is going to be the only DC movie for the third year where we're just going through one DC movie and that's it. And I think that's real problematic is they try to kind of get on some even footing with with Marvel and and having one comic book film doesn't help. So I got lots of questions on the, on that. And my thing was my question for you gentlemen was how do you fix a franchise? So we've got several that are not in the best position right now. We've got some like Star Wars where they're pushing or pulling back some of the movies. We've got 
X-Men films where it's like nobody cares about Dark Phoenix. Uh, we've got Transformers, which may be starting to see a little resurgence with Bumblebee. But there are lots of, of franchises out there that need some help. And today we're going to do it. So, Chief, let's start off with you. What's your franchise you're going to fix? And how in the world, sir, are you going to do it? I'm going to start off with the X-Men. Uh, first of all, we're going to scrap everything. We're going to build this thing from the ground up. Um, what I would do is I will introduce some characters in a Marvel movie, say uh, Garden of the Galaxy or something of that nature. I would bring in a couple of characters. Um, and then we would start. It was almost like we're, we're doing Spider-Man all over again. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to break this thing down. We're going to break the characters in. First of all, we're getting rid of Fox. Uh, so we're going to go with Disney because Fox has got to go. I don't care what happens. Fox has got to go. And we're going to bring in some writers who actually care about the franchise, care about the characters, um, and don't want to see the characters look like a bunch of clowns because that's what they look like. They remind me, I mean, you put a red nose on any of those guys in any of those movies, and that's appropriate. You know what I mean? So, um, real storylines. And, 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 I mean, can, can we just go back to the blob in the, in, the, in the Wolverine story for a second, how horrible that was? With the scene and the boxing, ah. <laughs> like listen, that's all gotta go. We're gonna pretend like that was a dream. Someone had a bad dream, and in this bad dream, these movies took place. Um, so we'll start it off from the beginning. We'll get and we'll start young, because what happens is this: you start with a guy. Take uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is an old man now by, by, by you know, movie standards as far as doing Wolverine and so on and so forth. So we start young. Everybody's in their, their early 20s, right? Brother cast around that. Um, some of the characters can stay, you know, uh, James McAvoy. Some, some of them will bring over. Um, but a lot we're just going to get rid of. I, <laughs> they've got to go. They've been they've been horrible for years. I, I can't even think of Apocalypse now. I don't even know why that came on TV. That's almost like watching Lake Placid Four. You seen Lake Placid Four? Don't. And so we're gonna start there. We're gonna bring them all in. We're going to rewrite this with some sense. And you know what? There's funny thing out there that guide you. It's called the comics. <laughs> you know, like like you you have comics that you can go to. And let me tell you something about the comics. If you write a story, a couple of stories as you get into it that, that are similar to the comics, people will still come. They will come to see that. You don't have to write something so outlandish, so unfeasible that people are like, no, that's, 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 that's not feasible. That's not, that's not going to happen. You have the story guidelines. You have a comic guidelines. We're going to stick to some comic things, and we're going to bring those things to fruition. You know what I mean? Um, we need a better juggernaut. This this Jean Grey story that they're about to 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 stomp a mud hole in—that's got to <laughs> stop. That's got to stop. You know? Uh, hell, think about uh, if they had a Wolverine Hulk scene, the Weapon X, 
when he caught him, uh, the Hulk in the Canadian woods and they fought, uh, uh, trying to trying to get rid of the Win Diego, like that was a classic classic comic. Like you could put that scene in a movie. There's so many things we can go with the X Men franchise. We just gotta get it out of the hands of the lazy people from Fox. You know what I mean? We just gotta get it. I, I, sometimes I feel like they're just gonna be like, you know, like like just look out your window. That's the news. Like that's that's the kind of movies we've been getting. Just lazy movies. Um, and, and the funny thing is people go see lazy movies, which I, I, I just don't understand. Um, I, I don't even know when's the last Transformers I went saw. So I heard you mention that. I was like, I haven't seen Transformers in years. So because the movies got lazy, excellent got lazy. Excellent started off lazy. Let's, let's, let's go there. Um, you know, when, uh, my man was, uh, he's not, uh, the, the, the old guy who was, uh, Magneto. Uh, I can't even Ian think of his McClellan. name. He was uh, Sir, Sir Ian, Ian McClanahan. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was lazy back then. Um, just like we were talking about the other day. Think about the writing. You know what happens when lightning hits frog? I was like, ah, oh, that's got to be one of the worst lines in the movies. Same thing as everything else. I mean, like, that was it. Like, you, you panned to her. You thought that was going to be a great line, and it was that. The, the Empire State Building, like none of, and then none of the characters panned out. I, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna burn it all down. We're gonna forget the fox. Fox ever had a hold of it, because that that was wrong in the first place. We're gonna give it to Disney. We're gonna put some good writers on it. We're gonna make the story sense sense. We're gonna do continuations of the stories. Like each movie always seemed like its own separate damn movie. You know, like nothing ever seems like it continued. Like one movie there in the past, one movie there in the future, one movie there here, none of the characters from the, I mean, and then it's the same weak ass characters, the same weak ass characters. You know what I mean? It was, it's been the same weak ass characters. They've got to go. Like there's, there's, I can't even think of how many, actually, damn it, bring Jubilee. Where the hell is Jubilee? I can't, I can't do it, man. I, I just, you know, um, you know, these, these characters have been like, like they said, well, you know what? Find the weakest characters you can get and then we'll make a movie with them. And, and that's what they did. That's what they did. Um, and like this Phoenix thing, I, I, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these things and I'm like, yo, the trailer's garbage. It's garbage. But Fox had to make one last money grab to put this out. I mean, that whole Phoenix thing, um, what's my man Bishop? Uh, what was his, uh, the inner circle he had with uh, Frost? Uh, and they all had the Hellfire Club. Evil yeah. yeah, but they had the Hellfire Club, right? Am I, right. Am I correct on this? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was, that, that Hellfire Club was a big part of the story. Emma Frost, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. This doesn't look like no Hellfire Club. And then, they got Kevin Bacon as what? What the hell is that? So that doesn't look like it's gonna be on it. The the, the, the uh, you you remember Gladiator? He had the mohawk. Yeah. You know, but none of this, none of this stuff. Like in order to make that movie good, that movie that's damn near like a two part movie. 
so much stuff yep. happens in that movie that you cannot make that that Phoenix saga a one movie thing. And just seeing that it, 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 the way they're doing it, it looks like it's going to be one damn movie. And that's going to be that's garbage. <laughs> let's let's just admit that that's garbage. That's go- you know that's going to be garbage off the top. So now we've got to suffer through one before we break down this franchise. And that's what's going to have to happen. Disney's got to get a hold of it. They've got to break down the franchise, rebuild it, and, and, and come across with some great storylines, man. And they're out there. The storylines are out there. But stop feeding us this garbage. Stop feeding us this garbage, man. I, I, I don't even know what to say sometimes. I'm like, do you ever look at it and be like, yo, who the hell are these X-Men? You, you remember when uh, we watched uh, uh, Deadpool and the one dude didn't have any powers and he was just right. jumping off the plane? That's who yeah. I feel sometimes they give it to us. Like, hey, give him this guy. Like, you know, what do you do? I'm toilet tissue man. You know what I mean? Like, where did you come from? Why are you, why are you here with your lame-ass powers? So, yeah, so that's, that's what's got to happen to the X-Men files. It's got to be broken down because it's broken right now. It's got to be rebuilt. It's got to come in. Wash out everybody who is just older, non-essential, and who's who's a dumb character. They've got to get rid of them. And then you can start at the base and and just build out. I like people, even if you did a scene at the mansion and there were other mutants in there that you knew and you had a sense that these these mutants would eventually come into one of the movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even have to do anything in that movie. They could just be in the movie and you're like, okay, they got, yeah, yeah, they're coming up soon. Okay. They don't do any of that. And even if you do see somebody, you don't care who they are. I mean, that last joint with uh, the Sentinels, that was with my man from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, man, that was just horrible. They just so god daggone horrible. Uh, you know, Wolverine at the bottom of the ocean, just, just, just drowning. I, I'm like, uh, I, past, future, present, past. I just, you know, I'm lost. I don't even know where we are with him. I don't even know if this Jean Grey thing takes place in, in the present of, of the 1920s or 1820s. It's just so stupid now. This whole franchise, they've ruined. They've ruined. You know what I mean? X, X-Men is Transporter 3 and 4. It's just garbage. Just garbage so unless they break it down and come back with some real stuff they that's the only way to fix the franchise man they've got to come with better content chief you you don't think nothing of the uh trailer for the new movie the gene gray nothing at all garbage toilet tissue man (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i watched it i gave it a third watch right Right. And I don't know, maybe I'm reaching because I want a good X-Men movie. I want I want the first class. First class is to me the best one they did, right? Yep. I want yeah, okay. I want that again. I want to feel like that again. I mean, oh, I'm but the reaching. best one out of what though? The best one out of cuz right now you got new bowl arms. You reach it. They 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 long. Dude. new shoot, new shoot. <laughs> dude. Uh, this is Right now, I'm standing up time. Right now, I'm standing up tying my shoes. So, right, exactly. I'm really feeling like 
<laughs> because I want a good X Men movie. That's what I want. And I'm I don't think you're like, gonna get it, man. You're gonna get I'm it gonna until twenty twenty two. When Marvel says, here's what we're going to do. Gunner, I agree. But because I'm I'm foolish, I'm still going to plunk down my money in, what is it, February, March, when this thing comes out? I think it's June. They delayed it. Yeah, they June. June. Yeah, they yeah, delayed it. That means I ain't going to see it until the next January. Because yeah. I ain't watching that joint until it's on HBO. <laughs> I can dig it. I'm 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 gonna be one of those that sees it during the work week. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> give me give me, yeah. give me your Man, money. You give me your money and let me sweet it for you. Let me sweet it for you. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I would actually be, pay more. I would pay more for that. No, I would pay more for that. It'll be just as good if you let me sweet it Man, for you. If you have Sunner as, as Wolverine, we're holding like some plastic <laughs> forks. As, oh my God. I would pay Trust for that. Me. I would pay more for that. I'm dead Sunner ass. Sunner will be Wolverine. Matter of fact, Sunner will play three different parts. Sunner Wolverine. will play Wolverine, Jubilee. Professor X. <laughs> Professor X. Professor X. <laughs> and, and Colossus. And make yeah. Colossus. They gonna play Say Pyro. I got you. You'll just he'll rock I got you. you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You give me your money, I'll sweet it out for you. Please. You'll be fine. Hey, you I, know I, what I mean? And it won't. You know, no, you know why I say that because we grew up on that, man. It's it's like with my my series that we grew up on. I'm gonna get to that when Jeff gives the okay. I, we grew up on this, on these properties, man. We we hold a special place in our hearts for these things, and to see somebody like Michael Bay or, or, or uh, whoever Brian Singer wipe their ass with it, it's really a disservice to the fans. Insulting. The, it's insulting. It's insulting to the fans that have bought the comics, went to see the 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 or. or or stayed up on Saturday mornings or, or stayed home Saturday mornings to watch the cartoons or rushed home in the afternoons to watch the cartoons, bought the toys. You know, it, it's an insult to us. It's a slap in the face to us. It really is. Wow. They... Okay. That was, whew. Uh, let's see. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Go for it. I, mine is the Transformers series because, as I've said to Jace many times, Michael Bay has wiped his bony ass with our, our, one of our childhood favorites. And he continued to do so until this decade. Um, when I saw the trailer for the first Transformers movie, I instantly thought, this is going to be garbage. It's going to be a hot, loud mess. It was a school bus fire of a movie. <laughs> Everybody says dump stuff. I know that was a school bus fire. That was watching toddlers. That was watching kindergartners burn. It was terrible. It was terrible. And they only followed it up with what? One, two, three, four bad movies, right? They, they were on the fourth <laughs> one when they added uh, Donnie, Donnie Marky uh, Wahlberg or whatever, Marky Wahlbergers or whatever his name is. They were only getting worse by then. I think the only way to redeem this series is to stop making these. They're going to make the Bumblebee movie, which I, I saw uh, a clip for uh, uh, something for, like a teaser for. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is going to be stupid. 
So hold on. In defense of that movie, I can actually identify Soundwave, Shockwave, Optimus Prime. You can. So that automatically makes it better than the the Michael Bay films. I can dig that. I'll, I'll stand behind that. But to me, instead of doing a Bumblebee movie where it's focused on Bumblebee, I've said this. Scrap all of that and bring it to a property like Netflix. Who owns the tr- rights to the Transformers now, y'all? It's a, it's a Paramount company. Yeah. The Paramount, okay. So if, if I'm, if, if, okay, if I'm Netflix or whoever, I want to buy the rights to make Transformers exclusives, right? Instead of these live-action, CGI-filled, loud, dumb messes of movies that they've been making since 2007. Instead of that, what I would do is I would try to get with somebody, like even if it's Disney, Pixar, right? And I would do to introduce a live-action movie as a Transformers Generation 1, what we grew up with. And I hate to be an old man about it, but the thing is, the Transformers built their franchise on Gen 1, period. Nobody cares about Beast Wars or Rescue Bots or whatever they call that garbage. Gen 1 will reign supreme forever, okay? I, You know how much a jet fire transformer costs right now online? Check it out. I, I, I challenge you to. Start with Gen 1. You do Gen 1 only, right? And But what you do is a Pixar-style Gen 1 on a great animation, great voice acting, you get Peter Cullen and all the, you know, some of the, some just great voice actors, especially Peter Cullen, because nobody else will do Optimus Prime. Um, you start there, you do a Pixar Gen 1 on Cybertron. You show the, what leads them from Cybertron to Earth. When they get to Earth, you create the live action movie. And you don't just pull out from a string of director or you don't just pull from a director who made this movie that made a lot of money, et cetera. You pull someone who's passionate about the project. You get writers who are passionate about the projects. And what you do from there, instead of focusing on uh, 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 just loud, dumb action and explosions, you develop a story based around the, the groundwork of what's there already. If you were to do this transition, you, you walk folks from the Cybertron Wars to Earth, Earth being the live action movie, and you make the Transformers look like how we damn remember them. You don't have to do all this other crazy stuff. And I look, I, I get it. You're not going to turn Megatron into a Ruger because that makes no damn sense. <laughs> but a tank works. Megatron as a howitzer works. It just works. And that's what you do. You introduce those Gen 1 Transformers and you give them the same sensibilities. You don't try to have the hip-hop black Transformers with the gold chains and the gold teeth. Because hey, Come on, man. What are you trying to say? I'd rather you just call me Darky to my face, Michael Bay. Just, just, just create characters that don't have to be stereotypes, even as CGI robots. You create these Transformers that just work because they're part of the Gen One story. And those who, the kids who never seen Gen One, 
they can go back and say, oh, yeah, wow, that looks just like how they used to look in 1984. You, you stay true to what's there, but you modernize it with touches. You don't, have to, you don't have to do too much. You just have to modernize it with touches. Instead of a, 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 a I don't know, a, a, a old Countach, what was, this, what was the red uh, Transformer, the red Lamborghini Transformer? The red Countach. Sasswipe. Sasswipe could be a, a, a Mercilago or whatever, the new, uh, the Gallardo or whatever, whatever. You know, you just modernize it just enough. You don't have to do over the top. You just have to keep it in its lane. And also what you can do is introduce the um the uh what do you call it the giant transformers the uh the what are the combo the combo transformers like like uh uh devastator, devastator or uh 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 what's my man what's my man the combaticons Ruticus. Ruticus. you you introduce those you can introduce them you can introduce characters like jetfire what was my my man the boombox you can introduce Blaster. these characters, Blaster, the Dinobots. You can introduce all these characters without going crazy over the top. You just got to keep it within itself. And that's what's been missing from that franchise. They went crazy over the top and did way too much to the point where you don't even recognize what you're looking at. And for somebody who recognizes and knows the Transformers, it's, it's a disservice to us. But if you don't know, it's just like, okay, I guess this is what the Transformers are. No, it's not. It really isn't. And that's, to me, how you fix it. You start it out from the ground. You, you do it a simple way, animated, that gets people behind it before you release the live action. It can be done. I just I would wish somebody would do it. All right. Good deal. Uh, Gunner, how about you? All right. Uh, speaking of machines that have gone way too far, uh, oof, geez. Uh, Terminator, man. Where do I begin? Um, how to save the Terminator franchise? You, I think they need to just do it from the point of Terminator Two. Terminator, I mean, let's let's backtrack. Terminator One. It really was supposed to be a horror movie. It kind of was. Let's be clear. It was a hit, but it was like mediocre. It wasn't what it is and wasn't huge. Everybody was like, okay, Terminator, I get it, horror movie. That's a cool take on a horror movie. Next. James Cameron got a hold of it and made this thing ridiculously awesome. Our generation. The first one, like, too. No, I'm saying like what he did with the second one. He kind of, okay. it wasn't a horror movie after that point. It was a action, like mm-hmm. just, you know, what we see as an action movie now, especially in the 90s, right? So right. he took that and like just remade this thing into what was supposed to be like a horror movie into like this great action movie. It's awesome franchise. You cared about the characters. You wonder what was going to happen. You already, you thought you knew what was going to happen because it's a time travel movie. And then they're like, well, we hopefully we changed it. And that was the end. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Everything after that has been like crap. Terminator three. What the hell was that? They didn't even have the same people. Sarah Connor was dead. They didn't even bother like bringing Hamilton in the joint. He was like, I'm done with this crap. 
the, the dude, I guess he got in trouble, so they had to have this other squirrely little punk, punk trying to, like, not have his destiny. Met the chick at a dog pound. And, uh, this is just weird, man. I was just like, what the? She works at a pet shop? Keep in mind, I ain't watched this crap in the theater. I was like, this looks dumb. Never watching it. I didn't watch it until, like, I was probably, like, when it, it might have came out in my 20s. I think I don't think I watched it until my 30s. I was like, this is really terrible. And, you know, because I, you know what it was? I watched Salvation. I thought it was amazing. It, Salvation was good to me. Salvation was amazing. I'm like, oh, they fixed it. And I, every time I think a franchise fixed something, they screw it up again. It was convoluted, right? And then they had to hide in a bunker, and that was that, right? And then they come out of the bunker, I guess, and everything's like in Salvation, supposedly. I don't know. I thought Salvation was a better take of that. They didn't try to like throw some shoestring crap together like in three. Then they screwed it up again. <laughs> With the oh gosh, even the preview looked far fetched. I'm like, wait a minute. So that Sarah Connor, who was not scared for some reason, like in the first movie, decided to reprogram it. I, I didn't quite understand. There's a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of holes in what. There's a lot of time oh, travel holes. You mean Terminator Grandpa? The Genesis, yeah. Terminator Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terminator has oh been around since Genesis, the first book. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What? What was the premise of that, man? Just, just don't. I don't know it. still. Don't that is it. my exact point. <laughs> it was like watching. Act like it never happened. I was sitting here like, okay, it Salvation, they fixed wow. it. Salvation was like days of futures past yeah. for the X-Men. They fixed it, and then here comes Apocalypse. Yeah, they made John comes, the bad guy. I was like, I don't even understand how this is the bad guy, and then this. The, they made John okay. the bad guy. Yes, that's right. all you need to know about Genesis. It was so, so ridiculous. No, I don't have to watch that movie. Good, thanks. Nope. Don't watch it. It is so ridiculous. I was like, and now they're coming out with a six. Because here's what they're going to do. This is, I feel like they haven't really revealed what the title and all this stuff is, but they have revealed this one extra bit. Linda Hamilton's coming back. You know why? Because they are trying to do a makeup test. Remember when you asked the teacher for a makeup test because you know you flunked because you didn't study in the first freaking place? That's literally what Terminator Genesis was. And now they're trying to do a makeup test, Terminator 6. Like, yo, okay, we're going to make sure we got Linda Hamilton in there. My bad. Our bad. Sorry about that. flunking for years. Been funking for years, and then like, oh, let's put her back in. Now she's 175, five years old. Man. Come on, man. I wish. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks like they're trying to fix it. So how would I fix it? Oof. We start over. Start right after Terminator 2. They driving down the road. Remember at the end? I thought that was a great ending, right? You don't know what the road is. It's all dark. It's a whole new future. I got it. A totally 90s concept. Cheap. You know, no special effects. Just straight yeah, roads, right? Yeah, it really was. Oh, it wasn't Grandpa. All you got is her, you know, now they just wake up. And Terminator 3 and Terminator 5 were just dreams, right? Terminator 4 may still be happening, right? Who knows? That's cool, because that was cool. And that actually made sense. Like, it literally made sense with the Terminator 2 storyline, right? Because I felt like Salvation was trying to do, like, erase 3 altogether. <laughs> um, or at least take a piece of 3 and be like, all right, we're going to do this. Here's a redhead. You get it. You know what I mean? Um, how I would fix it, Sarah Connor wakes up in like a bunker with John. You know what I mean? And like they 
picked up the redhead who hopefully is not Claire Danes on the way. And, you know, they just trying to, they trying to do the best they can, you know, they're just trying to do the best they can. Term, you know, judgment day did happen, but not the way, you know, whatever. I don't know. Something, we got to do something like that. Cause judgment day does have to happen or judgment day happens on that show. Right. Like right after three. And then, you know, they got to fight five Arnold's. And then, like, you know, they got to reprogram one Arnold and they reprogram him. They just didn't send him back and he's always good. You know what I mean? We never get to see that one. Right? We got to see them, like, literally try to reprogram this Bama, like, for real. And then that's the one that they sent back in the first place in Terminator 2. You know what I mean? You got to make some kind of cool causality to make it like, oh, this is real. Just like in Terminator 2, it was an awesome causality, causality loop. And it worked out. And he was like, yo, this makes complete sense, man. And he got to destroy himself. Oh, snap. They found the chip in the arm again or something like that. Perfect, right? You know what I mean? And then they just, it's just a loop. And it's a loop. It's just going to keep happening. And it can't stop. And I think that's the cool part about Terminator. You don't know. All this other crap where you know, they just they, they just tried to do too much with John Connor and the, and the last one or whatever. So. I don't know. You fix it by just making it all a dream sequence. Just like <laughs> you make it a dream sequence of Sarah Connor. It was like, oh crap, it's all happening. John Connor wake up. You know what I mean? And it's still, uh, it's still Christian Bale. It's John Connor. He grown up. You know what I mean? Linda Hamilton's older shit, so that's perfect. You know what I mean? That could be the mom. Then she dies at the hands of the Terminator. Finally, you know what I mean? And John Connor really gets it in, right? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, it's a, it's a really easy fix. Start after two. Do what Highlander did, tried to, tried to do, tried to do, tried to do. <laughs> All right, Chase, what you got? I was going to go on uh, Star Wars, but I think we talk about Star Wars and we get on that one a little too much. So I'm going to try and do something a little different. I'm going to tackle the other major uh, sci-fi project. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Trek. Star Trek, if we haven't noticed, is there hasn't been a couple a movie in a couple years, and mostly that's actually due to Paramount having some issue trying to find financing, and that's what has led to what was supposed to be a pretty fleshed out story of having Chris Hemsworth come back and somehow interacting with his son. That's basically been scrapped. My thing in in this actually is going to go in with uh, Javon's thing. It's like, this might be a, a, a situation where Paramount has got to figure out where, how to get it, get, get the right financing. Like, this is a very big, uh, this is a big, big franchise. This, this can be, it's be very brainy. It's not, it's not Star Wars. It's not like any other uh, sci-fi property, but you can still make it entertaining for a movie. And I think, they kind of needed, like that last one was very uh, action-oriented. I did not connect with a lot of people. I didn't think it was, uh, it was Star Trek Beyond. I didn't think it was horrible, but I didn't think it was really, it was me- meshed with any of the other Star War, uh, Star Trek movies that I had seen. Uh, so I think you got to kind of get it back to more the explorers and uh, make sure you, first off, you have your, uh, if, if you're, if you can't afford Chris Pine, start from scratch. I mean, the, 
the other ones have done some good work, but I think it, you've already sadly lost Chekhov. If so, if you're going to lose Chris Pine, uh, you're, you're going to scrap your story with Chris Hemsworth. Just start from scratch. I mean, I I, I hate saying start from scratch because I think you, they put some good work into it. But I think if you're going to lose major components, you, you at that point you do have to start from scratch. Unlike some of the, the some of the other franchises, I'm like, eh, they they have a chance to work with what they got, but because the, you're losing main components, I think that's why they're more so in need to start from scratch. But like I said, just take it back to a little more roots. Uh, go with the big girl explorers. Don't don't try and use Khan as much as he he's one of the. That was one of my favorite villains. Even though that whole earworm thing literally freaked me out for the longest time when I was a kid, I, I still think he was one of the coolest villains uh, that I've ever seen. But don't try and use anything you've seen in earlier Star Trek. I mean, if you're going to use something, maybe use something from Discovery or some that other properties or other villains. Like don't, I would say don't use the Borg. Don't use uh, the. I mean, you can always use Romulans because they're always uh, creating some habit, but. Don't use uh, well the neck. No, you got to have those neck things, those scorpion neck things, man. They next generation never came back to that shit. They need which to, ones? They should do the origin story. It was like first season where they like went super violent and they had to dial it back. Well, that I mean that, that might work, yeah. Because like if you want to try and get, if you say like, all right, we're not connecting because we're too brainy, maybe try something like that. But. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessary. I think you need to differentiate yourself from other sci-fi properties. Like we are the kind of cerebral one. We're not Star Wars. We don't have loud banging explosions. We don't have storylines that go nowhere. Yes, we are talking about all of the last saga. But really trying to bring it to like, hey, this is we we make sense. Our storylines make sense. These guys are a bunch of explorers. They're trying to find energy, make peace with the galaxy however they want to do it, but they got to, they have to def- differentiate themselves from something else for everybody. Else. I, have a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, do you think that the, but now I'm a Trekkie, you know what I mean? But you're more Trekkie than me by far. I own most okay. of them. I own most of the movies, but you, you've actually watched a lot more of the series. So that caveat I, I guess, is there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, do you think, and maybe it's me, just me, I'm not sure, but do you think a lot of the true Trekkies or Star Wars or Star Trek fans, like real, you know, or even like any Trekkie for that matter, like was kind of exhausted with the alternative universe situation? You know what I mean? Like well, where it's like, am I scrapping my entire um, canon like in Star Wars? Like, and now I got to deal with this crap um, or what? I mean, they explained it well. That's nice. They did okay with it, and there's some remnants of the original stuff to pay homage. That's great, but it was nice to see, you know, some of those things. But then it's like, oh, but I'm still in this universe. You so know, I think that was more exhaustion. I'm like, well, I'm still in this universe. When do I link up with the other one? And then when a actual Spock died, when both Spocks died, you know what I mean? It was just like. When, when Leonard Nimoy died and then, you know, they yeah. killed off Spock in general. Like, it was just like, well, now there's no Link. I really feel like that had an issue, a, a thing with it, for, at least with me anyway, where I was just like, I don't really want to watch this. I can just go back and watch one through six, well, minus okay. five. The thing is, and, and this is like, I actually, because I was always confused on what was going on with Star Trek. 
there was like a documentary on uh like youtube on basically what is the kelvin timeline actually i actually remember yes yes but what happens is basically like two separate companies end up owning star trek one keeps the old original one keeps the new and imp- new the new spot because uh, the new timeline basically the new company yes. where you have chris hemsworth and father died like that's the that's the new kelvin timeline I I think you you have to get it. It's like you can you you can still use the Kelvin timeline, but you don't have. I mean, like you can say maybe go and don't use the current characters. Like you can use different characters in Star Trek. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, gosh, uh, Sasha's timeline is not like any other timeline. Like right. you can use different characters, make them actually something that people care about. So you don't have to use. Kirk, Spock, uh, uh, Scotty, and, and, you know, red suit number two who's about to die because he went on the jump ship suit with these guys. Like, you can do something different with Star Trek that probably a lot of other franchises can't because you have iconic characters who are the captains, but you, you can make new ones a whole lot more in Star Trek than you can in almost any other franchise. And it's yeah. not unprecedented. So I think you could just go like, hey, we're going to just... We've lost this franchise. This part of the franchise is gone. Let's just, we can start new, create a whole new captain, and go with the original back to basic Star Trek. Mine is the entire DC universe. But I'm not going to scrap everything. I'm not going to act like it's a dream. It is going to, everything we've seen has already happened. I am going to let Wonder Woman 1984 be the last movie in this universe and because it's at 1984 i think i'm going to screw around with time a little bit and i'm going to set up crisis on infinite earth that is going to be my first movie and that sounds crazy but hear me out here's what i'm going to do because i'm so tired of how stupid they are with their universe because we've got tv characters who don't interact with the movie characters and the movie characters can't the tv characters can't be used on the tv shows any longer because we're have plans to put them in the movies um arrow was going to have harley quinn in but she was going to be in a movie so they couldn't keep her around and that eventually became suicide squad which was much later so what i'm going to do I am setting up a crisis on infinite earth. What I'm going to do is I'm going to borrow Stephen Mel, Grant Gustin, Elizabeth Noss, the Legends of Tomorrow crew, and put them in my crisis movie. And I'm going to give them like maybe 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to focus it on Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman, Batman, uh, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill. And they're all going to fight the Anti-Monitor. What the Anti-Monitor is going to do is destroy all these alternate Earths. So we're going to put Supergirl on the same universe, Earth, as the Arrowverse. And I'm going to start a legend or Legion of Superheroes TV show. Basically, what I want to do is make them all one cohesive universe. So the Supergirl that's on TV is the same one that could appear in our movies working alongside Gal Gadot. So... I'm going to destroy things and I got to kill a couple heroes and this way I can kill off Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck's version of Superman and Batman so I can incorporate new ones and people will stop being so mad and complaining about them. I am going to also have Ezra Miller die and sacrifice himself to bring all the uh, or Ezra Miller's version of the Flash, I should say, and have him come up with one central Earth. And that's going to be the one where everybody plays. 
And then I'm going to dye Grant Gustin's hair blonde so he can be Barry Allen from the comic books. <laughs> and what else am I going to do? So everything that we see, there's not going to be this huge chasm of disconnect. We're going to have one Earth, and people are going to talk about Wonder Woman on Arrow and Flash, and we're not going to act like, oh, well, that's a different universe. It doesn't exist. It's stupid. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to scrap Legends. I'm going to make a Legion show that can connect with movies as well. And I'm going to keep Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Ray Fisher is Cyborg, but I'm also going to put him in a Titans movie because we need Titans and a better one than apparently this TV, the TV version on DC Universe. Um, hey. And what, so what I really want to do is just refocus. I want a Superman who smiles, who's heroic, who doesn't let his dad die in a tornado because he doesn't want people to know that he can move at super speed and save his dad and get back in time before anybody sees him. Right. Um, and the Superman doesn't kill until he really, 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 really needs to and not on his first mission. And Batman is not going to be that old. He's going to have a sidekick. He's actually going to have Robin. But my Robin is going to be Tim Drake. So I can have Nightwing, Dick Grayson, and the Titans. And not saying screw Batman. Um, what else am I going to do? I am going to embrace the fun. I'm going to stop acting like I know better than Marvel Studios and just be number two to the highest grossing franchise right now in Hollywood. I don't care if people say, oh, you're ripping off Marvel. And I'm going to be, yes, I'm ripping off Marvel all the way to the bank and the top of the box office. Thank you very much. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to have dark and gloomy uh, DC anymore. And and just I'm going to do it just for the characters where it makes sense. Suicide Squad, Batman. That's about it. Maybe a Deathstroke movie if I really need to. But I'm not doing an overhaul and try to envision what Christopher Nolan would do if he was in control of Justice League. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to do what no one, not even Marvel Studios, has done. I'm going to put the freaking Legion of Doom against the Justice League so I can have a superhero team versus supervillain team and a big throwdown. And Marvel Studios has not delivered that yet. And that's something I can do. So my next Justice League movie is going to have that. And what else am I going to do? I'm going to do fun movies like Booster Gold trying to fix the time stream because crisis is going to still have some mistakes that needs to get adjusted that's going to be a movie that i'm going to have and i'm also going to make a justice league international movie because i want to have a justice league meets guardians of the galaxy style comedy team and jli is the perfect group to do that and i can take characters like chief and gunner's boy shazam put him on that team and the obnoxious guy gardner Fire Nice, Rocket Red, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do the freaking thing. Instead of having Martian Manhunter be uh, demasculated, emasculated on Supergirl, he's going to leave the team with Batman. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix everything that's gone wrong with this. And I am telling DC I will do this job for 2% of whatever it makes. You also said you were going to bring back, because everybody remembers the old characters, you're going to put them in that movie too. Oh, right. I'm going to take Dean Cain. He's going to be a Superman in a different Earth. And I'm going to put uh, John Wesley's ship, kind of what they're doing with this uh, Elseworlds deal, but do it for real, like all the way. I'm going to have uh, Helen Slater being like an adult Superwoman in another Earth. So 
Yeah, I, I want to do that because I figure we need to stop. I mean, DC, Warner Brothers needs to stop acting like, hey, we reset everything. And shoot, I'm going to have my boy Brandon Roth be Superman in a different Earth. Um, no, we can stop that. No, then man. They run into each other. No, then they run into else. each other as Adam and as Superman. That would be clutch. Though. Yeah, I man. I want to make it fun. Like, so wait, you're Adam. Like, oh, that's cool. Because I feel like there's a lack of coolness and buzz and excitement. I mean, I feel like everybody's more excited for any scrap of information for Avengers 4 over Wonder Woman 84 and anything else that DC has coming up. And we've seen nothing of Avengers 4. I mean, I still think more people are excited about Avengers 4 than Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman 84. Maybe anything else coming out the next year. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Did you not see Avengers Infinity War? Like, the way they dropped it, the way they dropped that into that movie, you're just sitting here like, I mean, that joint deserves a damn, uh, damn deserves Oscars, man. Like, real Oscars. Not the popular movie Oscars. Real Oscars. Still missing out. But Chief, I'm always Chief, though, because I'm just tired of watching DC not get their characters right. Like, from everything I've heard about Titans, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Titans should be an easy property to make work. Supergirl should be this, like, heroic, iconic person, not this... I don't want to say... Yeah, it's like, I just don't like her portrayal. She's whack, and they just keep doing her dirty but it's it's the same thing they have with oliver and flash and other seasons they need to do a better job of making their heroes heroes and marvel does a great job of showing flaws with these characters but not making them morons and not making them super stalkers and uh you know dads that are walking out on their kids it's stupid and we can fix it and it's not it's really not that hard all right, so that that's it. Uh, Javon, we're going to do that thing we talked about next week because, wow, we talk a lot. All right, fellas, I have a contender for our boy, the reigning champion of the Dummy of the Week, Mr. Kanye West himself. I'm going to lead off because I want to see if y'all think there's another stronger challenger than one Megan Kelly, who tried to explain that blackface really isn't that bad. If you're doing it for Halloween, it's okay. Because how can you do an authentic costume? The racist purge. The racist purge. Right. So that that was her thing. And and she realized, oh, or someone in NBC was like, hey, Megan, we're trying to keep your show on the air because, you know, we got uh, Tamron Hall and Al Roker gone because of you. And it's a really bad look for you to endorse blackface. So uh, let's have have a big apology for everybody, okay? Great. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, so she's problematic. We already knew that back in the day, but even before she got the job at NBC and today, and somebody still today apparently has a massive crush because she still is working for them. That is my nominee, fellas. Do you have anyone to challenge Megyn Kelly before she goes off against our boy Kanye? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, Miss, Miss Kelly brings a... I mean, she, she didn't lose her job for her stupidity because, as you say, she must have some, you know, she must have been. I, I'm, I'm, I'll leave the joke. And y'all do whatever y'all want to with it. I got I got I got my man, uh, Chad Kelly from uh, formerly of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, Chad, after the game, it was a Halloween party. 
he decides, I mean, this guy's already, he was Mr. Irrelevant last year because he got kicked off of Clemson because he was a really good quarterback. But, you know, some off the field stuff got a little, partying was the way to go. So your first, your first season where you really could get a chance at actually going. It's like there's even talk about you actually starting a game. Like you, you, it's, it's, it, you might be on the cusp of it. Uh, but the Halloween party, you get way too drunk. And instead of, you know, sitting in your truck uh, trying to sleep it off, and I'm sure Von Miller's uh, nice, uh, wherever the theater is, he decides he needs to go in somebody's house and decides to sit on their couch. Now, me and Melvin have actually heard some dude do that, but he made a whole lot less money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just oh. proceeds to get hit by a vacuum uh, cord a couple times to get out of the house. <laughs> you know, it's like the guy had a good-natured mugshot, but you can see the bloodshot. I was like, I don't even know where the hell I am. Uh, and as of today, he's no longer with the Denver Broncos organization. They did enough of an investigation to say, yeah, you are a complete idiot, and now you have to hope your uh, a nice check sent from you somewhere else in the next two weeks so you can pay your bills. So he is my nominee for dummy of You overdid it, Holmes. You had too much to drink. Don't put yourself in that situation, dude. All right. Uh, Let's see. Gunner, you got somebody? I don't have somebody. I have a a whole era of things called white privilege. Nice. I was going to throw both the Kellys a minute. Please. Yeah. I mean, uh, Becky and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, any Darth Becky, any Darth Becky named Kelly, uh, one, uh, Megan Kelly was definitely a Darth Becky, and yeah, so we got hallway stopping dude chick who somehow gets on, is allowed to get on live television. Hey dude, let me stop a let me let me let me stop a white woman from getting in her building because I suspect that she's not part You're of the going building. Going to jail, might end up in jail. Damn sure not going to end up on a Today Show. Um, Gunner, oh Gunner, you just t- you touched on it. I said that earlier this week. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, then you got this this nine year old boy. <laughs> Whoever got to him, man, I'm like, where are your male role models? Where are your black male role models? And I don't care what that sounds like. A black boy needs a black man to show him to navigate this crap in this stupid country and the white privilege that I'm throwing out there as the dummies of the week. Um, he had to apologize or excuse me. Basically we always have to forgive and or apologize somehow be apologetic. Um, <clears throat> because somebody harassed him because he was accused of being harassing. And can we go back to, you know, the days of when every anybody younger was whistling it or looking at a white woman was lynched. Like that's pretty much a public lynching of this little kid, man. And then his mama got to sit there and be like, you got to forgive him. Nah, my mama, God rest her soul. My mother would not have even allowed that. My mother was very adamant about, you know, we're not moving out of the way for white people when they walk through us or try to walk through us, which happens every day, folks, by the way, this shit's still on TV, man. They, they're in talks. Huh? 
just there and talks to see if she's going to be more newsy or more whatever the fuck commentary crap crap TV <laughs> television. Yeah, but I'm you know a former journalist, so you know where I'm at with that. Yeah, you know, I think the commentary really want to be journalist crap. I looked at her apology. She said, "I'm not a PC person, but I saw this offended somebody." It's like, okay, are you? I mean, that hey. apology by itself should have got you fired. Like, that's not PC. Like, if you find yeah. that politically correct, you should be fired. That's you being an asshole. Like, if you think that is right, you are a racist and, asshole, and you should be fired. And Jason, and to bring it back to the, the, I'm sorry, and to bring no, it back to the, uh, to the, to the, you know, comic book TV shows that we talk about on the show, right? Like, that's why I think I, uh, I didn't want to want to watch season or excuse me, episode two of Supergirl because the way she kind of like dismissed John is saying, "Yo, whatever, that was her privilege," and I'm tired of seeing that oh, in real yeah. life. So I was like, uh, Supergirl doing that white girl thing. Yeah, you were definitely raised on Earth. And you, you know definitely raised on Earth in Kansas. All right, so big question. Did anybody knock off Kanye? Nah. I mean, we got good nominees, but no. Kanye West went in the White House and basically called Donald Trump his Mr. Drummond. He's the... He is donkey... Talking about Drummond. Dummy of the... He gets it for 18. All right, fellas, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, I've got some big stuff we can go over next week. But as usual, we just got too much stuff to talk about to get it all in one show. So thank y'all, as always, for rolling. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.